Wrestling Escape. It's the My Michelle Live Podcast. My, my, my Michelle Live. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. It is the My Michelle Live Entertainment Review on today's show. We have a little bit of news, a little bit of reviews. We're going to take you out to the ball game. And I have an interview with an actress who's been in a couple of faith films recently. I think you will enjoy it. But first, let me introduce you to the man, the myth, the legend, plugged in Paul AC. I'm Paul AC. Thank you for hanging. Thank you for hanging out with me today, Paul. It's good to see you. Always so fun to talk with you, Michelle. I have a different background now. I don't I don't know how many people are watching or how many people are listening, but yeah, I got a more exciting background for today. Yeah, so whose office did you sneak into? So this is my office. This is my home office. We got snowed out of work, and so here I am at home just working away. How do you like working at home? So it's really great and really terrible. All at the same time. I am much more productive at home. I work really well. But man, I get tired of just sitting behind this desk the entire Yeah. I live in this older house, right? I, this is way more information than you care to know. But live in this older house, so all the floors are tilted. And so I'm working at an angle <laughs> And that doesn't do great things for the back. Maybe if I was, maybe if I was younger, it would be just fine. But right now, it, it always feels like I'm contorting a little bit to write. So I totally love working from home. I love my home studio. I would have it no other way. But I'm really glad that I do what I do because this is where I get to connect with you, and I get to connect with you as you're right. watching, listening, or viewing. So I get my social interaction of right yeah. from my work. And I am, I'm excited today, a few things that we're going to be talking about. One in particular, I wanted to take on one, one story that has a lot of frongs in our entertainment news. Entertainment news. So you do know that during the Super Bowl, <clears throat> the He Gets Us ad was broadcast. It was like $14 million or whatever to put on a couple of ads yeah. during the yeah. Super Bowl. And they, I thought, absolutely spectacular ads. They're not political. They're not religious. They're not promoting a church. They're just talking Jesus. But of course, afterwards, people are outraged because they're outraged about everything. But AOC in particular had an attack on these Super Bowl ads saying, I'm pretty sure Jesus wouldn't spend that much money promoting fascist ideas. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the whole message of these ads was about Jesus' love. And it was showing both people yelling at each other and screaming at each other from differing sides of the aisle. It didn't call anyone out in particular. It didn't say your people are bad because they yell, but our people are okay. And I think that's really the crux of what she was saying is that it's okay if the people that I support yell, you're just promoting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to get in a head that doesn't have an answer. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I love the ad. 
I thought the ad was really well done. And I think that the spirit of the ad is exactly as you described it, Michelle. I think that when you look at when you look at Jesus in the he was in the he was not above arguing with people. He definitely had some thoughts and he shared those thoughts. They were often with the people in his own environment. I think that he reached out, he was able to reach out to other people outside of 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 the world that he grew up in, reach out and communicate with them and love them in a way that we are still trying to learn how to do. And the message was really totally about human connection, spend time trying to love people instead of arguing with them. And so it feels really counter to to what AOC apparently was saying about it. But I guess that's not too surprising. I just think that some people... They have such strong feelings and such strong ideas. And if they have a certain personality or a certain mindset, they're going to be combative. They're going to fall into the trap that the commercial actually outlines in a way where they are going to point fingers. They're going to say, this is this. You are a terrible person and this is wrong. It's sad because I think that so oftentimes we can live in a world where we can have really strong ideas and we can defend those ideas and we can speak about those ideas and yet look at people who disagree with us and sometimes disagree with us vehemently and love them and care for them and talk with them and enjoy their company. That's, yes, that's a yes, world that I can. think. <laughs> yes, we can. And that's where. It would be nice to get back to that. It really would. What It's really hard to find something to argue about with these ads. It's just love each other. Mm. Oh, that makes me so angry. How dare you? I think one of the things that I, yeah. that I saw online that was bantered about was, I'm pretty sure Jesus would, wouldn't have spent $14 million on the ad. He could have spent $14 million housing 14 million people. Or And you're like, really? There's something deeper because I don't see any of y'all coming out and saying, I can't believe that these drug companies spend billions of dollars on ads every single day telling us how we can take their product and our brains can leak out our anus as a side effect or your eyeballs may spontaneously combust while people are playing badminton. But so does... I don't see y'all complaining and saying, you're pretty sure that instead of spending billions of dollars on ads on commercials, you should be doing things to prevent people from having to take your product. You don't see that. So in my opinion, <laughs> there's something maybe a little bit deeper. Maybe it's the gospel that's getting under your skin. And you might want to look a little deeper and examine why. What is it about Jesus? Yeah. If there's an ad for Muhammad, if there's an ad for your local Buddhist temple, no one cares. So why Jesus? Yeah. And let me riff on that just for a little bit, because I think that's a really important point. When you are talking about an ad like that, yes, it's expensive. And I think that you can make a legitimate argument that that says, oh, yeah, you should feed people with that. You should do good work with that. All that sort of stuff. I understand that. that Too. Exactly. But then you look at some of the grand cathedrals in Europe, you look at some of the fantastic artwork that Christians have made over the years, you have these elements of art and of message that are incredibly powerful. And it touches us. It touches us. And I think that's what, whenever you put an ad on the Super Bowl, it is designed to touch 
as many people as possible. Now, obviously, when you're spending money on 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 charities, doing good works, that touches people in a different way. But it's I think that there's room enough to have a lot of different varieties <laughs> where you can reach out and embrace people in different ways. And I think that this ad was one of those. Yeah, I think if we can watch Rihanna with her, I don't know, <laughs> little storm, Dr. Fauci stormtroopers or marshmallow men, whatever you want to talk about it, grab her crotch and her hindsight and smell it. I think you can have an ad about Jesus. If you don't like it, like I I think a lot of people did who aren't Rihanna fans, they just went and got more chicken wings. And uh, I, and let me say that was the only offensive really thing that I saw in Rihanna's mm-hmm. Super Bowl performance. Love to see someone that was pregnant. I love to say really, I thought that was cool. I'm glad that we didn't have to it wasn't overly sexualized more of a family show how that the whole crotchy buddy thing was what (laughs) really come on if that's all thank god in this day and age after the grammys yeah (laughs) that's a whole other conversation for sure and i I did think the platforms were really cool oh those platforms were awesome oh my goodness i I was in my backyard that'd be cool (laughs) You know what? Next time I'm on, can we arrange to have into the podcast? I think that'd be great. I think so, too. Come on. <laughs> Only if you wear that red thing. We'll see if there's... And the, or one of those stormtrooper, whatever it was. I was thinking more of a, if you watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory from like the 1970s, the Oompa Loompas, when they're wearing their hazmat suit, that's what it was. It really yep. was. So come on yep. as an Oompa Loompa and you get the stage. Deal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Exactly right. Yeah, I love it. Let's uh, take on some movies this week. I know Ant-Man is the big one. So we have, as we've talked about before, I think a couple of weeks ago, while I think people are starting to get overloaded on superhero films, they still show no end. So They still show no end. Yeah, we're going to be getting a ton of Marvel movies. This is the very first one of the year. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is what it's called. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to, everybody, all the other movies scattered. As soon as it landed on this weekend, you're not going to have any other wide releases because they know that Ant-Man is just going to suck up all the oxygen in the room. It goes back, when I watched this movie, honestly, it harkens back to some of the stuff that we've talked about in the past. And what you just mentioned, the idea that it's getting to be a little bit old, this movie felt a little bit... Disappointing. It was still a fun story. It was still colorful. It still had the characters that we like, all that kind of stuff. But I do think that one of the reasons why we gravitated toward these movies in the first place was that Marvel took a lot of time in unpacking the characters, exploring the characters behind these suits, behind the costumes. And and this time it feels like Marvel has backed away from the characters, backed away from some of the family elements that we saw in the first two Ant-Man movies. 
and really leaned instead of on story into spectacle. It's very worlds we see are spectacular. There's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of cool stuff. And the bad guy is really great. Kang is the guy who is the centerpiece of this. He's the villain that Ant-Man and his entire superhero family are fighting in the quantum realm, microscopic land that is a universe on its own. It kind of feels is, like Ron to me. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like Tron. Honestly, when I was watching it, I thought it had a little bit of a Star Wars New Hope vibe at the very okay. beginning. It even has a little cantina where people hang out and talk. But besides Kang, besides the special effects, the story felt a little bit weak. It just didn't feel like it had that pop that we're used to, the story, the, the narrative pop that we like from Marvel superhero movies. There's something else in, in the superhero realm and why Marvel was such a marvel. You mentioned the character development. There's a relatability. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why films like, I'm going to talk about three films in particular, Two Old, One New, that are sports stories. Sports stories have will never go away, much like our superhero movies. They'll never really go away. But they do ebb and flow where you can always rely on a sports story. Why? I say it's because of the realism. It's the relatability. I can relate to that. It's a real struggle, and we crave that. That's at the very heart of why stories are so needed in our society because they relate to a story. They relate to the way I feel or a struggle I'm having in my own world. They give us hope. They give us hope beyond when you're the underdog that really crazy cool things can happen. What happens, I think, in superhero films is they're just not relatable because I freaking right. don't have superpowers, dang it. <laughs> I think that's true. And I think that Scott Lang, the guy, the character, Ant-Man, he was one of the more relatable people that you could find in these yeah. superhero stories. He was just an average dude who got into some trouble and he was given this suit that gave him superpowers. Played by Paul Rudd, he is a very charismatic guy. He's fun. He's likable. But man, I do think that they lost sight of who he was and what he brought to the party. And I think you're right. When you're talking about these sports movies, it does bring you into that world more. We understand it more. Even if we haven't played sports, the sport especially that was that's on screen, we can relate to their struggles, their trials, their problems. I think that you have football movies, boxing movies, baseball movies that really bring to bring the human struggle and the human spirit to the front. Oh, yeah, you and I were talking before the show that, you know, not a lot of people in America go to boxing matches. Sometimes you, I'm a sports nut and I'll watch one or two a year. You know, that's about it, right? As a sports nut. Yeah. But you have Creed coming up sometime this year, Creed 3, and people go and see it because it is about something deeper. The Super Bowl is said and done. And I've yet to see a soccer match on a live pitch yet. I'm in the doldrum area, but right around the corner <laughs> is spring training. So I watched a couple of movies. Now, one is called A Mile in His Shoes. It's based on a popular novel. It stars Dean Cain as a minor league coach who comes across a 
kid, a young man who was autistic on his farm. His overprotective dad is not going to let him off the farm. But he sees him throwing baseball-sized apples at a tiny little barrel to feed his pigs, and he's like, dude can pitch. And it is really a beautiful faith-adjacent film. I enjoyed it. A lot of fun. It really talks about acceptance, understanding that you have an ability, no matter what your disabilities or your challenges may be. I really liked A Mile in His Shoes. I think it's from 2011, so an older one. Another older one stars Sean Austin. You know him as Samwise Gamgee, of course. And he (laughs) is a man of faith. You see him in quite a few faith-adjacent films, happy films. The Final Season, which is based on a true story, and it follows a baseball in a small town that is at a school that's going to be absorbed by a big school. But yet somehow in this tiny little town with just... A handful of students, they are able to win the state championship 20 years in a row. How is that? What is it that compels them? And how is it that just regular people can do something spectacular? So those are two from antiquity. Boom. And then number three, and I know that you hadn't seen those, right? You hadn't seen the these older films. Correct. Correct. Okay. So one no, I have not. I have not. That is that is available is called Running the Bases, and I'll show just a moment of the trailer. We need a new coach. A one, two, three. Let's. I'm looking at it. Now the world will tell you that it's all about winning. See, I expect us to become a family. You are a disruptor. Our phones are ringing nonstop. Who's gonna mess with our family? Cannot do, Father. This team is yours. Your job description at this school reads coach, not pastor. I feel like I'm right, the most going to be doing what God called movie. me to do. And this film, though it's fictional, it Paul, it kind of mirrors in a way a true life story that comes from my neck of the woods of Coach Joe in Bremerton, Washington, who just because he saw a film, he thought, you know what, I'm just going to, at the end of the football game, I'm going to go to the center line, and I'm just going to kneel and pray. They had to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Coach Joe did manage to come out on top. But this kind of mirrors that. And it's a well movie, and it is available on PureFlix. So there you go. Yeah, we have a review on it at, on our site, as a matter of fact. Your very good friend and my very good friend, Adam Holtz, reviewed it. So he really enjoyed it. He thought it was a very strong movie. And there's something about baseball, I think, that, that well, you being a sports fan, you know when it gets to be spring training time, it's really exciting. Even yes, if is. you root for a terrible team like I do, there's always hope optimism you know when spring training begins and you think this is a new season this is a new opportunity and there's you're gonna laugh at this but there's something spiritual about that that renewal at springtime when you say i can start over again and that's what spring training is all about we can start fresh we can start new we can make this season anything we want it to be yeah i'm I'm excited about not only the sport but maybe watching these three films if you're if you want to just binge watch a few baseball films i enjoy it because 
baseball is a real American sport. And you can go to a football game. There's always something going on. The soccer match, nonstop action. I go to a lot of NHL games. But in baseball, it's a little slower moving. So when you go to a baseball game, you're not just going for the game. You really are going for the relationship. And that's a great place to take your kids. It's a good place where you can sit and talk because there's plenty of time to do that. There's a time where you can just enjoy each other, and I love it. We are going to be doing an interview in just a few moments with Gigi Orsillo, who plays the wife in this film, Running the Bases. And she makes a big appearance in Family Camp, which is funny film it's silly but it's well done silly purposefully silly and i sure enjoyed that as well paul else that's worth a see this weekend even revisiting some things that are still in theater i would actually you know what this is a great opportunity to awards because i think that one of the things that that we are trying to do is do these movie awards we're having a live stream march 7th the movies that we've nominated most of them are streaming somewhere and i think if you're casting around looking for something to watch that might be a great place to to poke around and see what you can see there might be a movie on there that you are not familiar with we did select some under the radar gems, we would say, that might be worth a look-see. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think, now this one, I don't think is streaming anywhere. You'd have to rent this, but one of my favorite movies of the year was Marcel the Shell. We may have talked about it before, but I really loved Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which is a kid's movie that I really enjoyed. It's just a delightful look at a talking shell who's dealing with some serious issues too. And it's just very delightful. It's a lot of fun. All right. So the Plugged Movie Awards, it is that time of the year and it is a really great way to look at some of the movies that are available. This is from, let's see, 2023. So this may be current, but you can't. This is the year. Yeah, that's, yep. That's that. Excellent. Kids, teens, adults, and best Christian movie, which you just mentioned, Family Do you Camp. That the Academy Awards the Christian movie each year? I would agree with you. Yeah. So. And that's a nice way to review some good movies because you've got all the best that are out there right now, your favorites. Yeah. And it gets interesting at Plugged In, as I understand, behind the scenes because there's some venomous disagreements on what you consider the best oh, films of the goodness. year. You have no idea, Michelle. You have no idea how passionate we can be. I, the bruises have just now started to recover. <laughs> and one of the fun things about I, what I hope will be a fun thing is we're doing with our live stream, we're actually going to be making our selections for who wins these. We have the nominees out, but we will be selecting who actually wins this live on our live stream. I'm so, so glad you're doing if that. If you this- just like to... <laughs> So if you like to hear people argue or you just want to hear about good movies, we may have you covered for that. Paul, when can we watch it? So it's going to be March 7th. It's going to be 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So if you translate that into whatever time zone you're in, you should be able to find that out. But yeah, we're going to be we're going to be taking some comments from folks that write in. We're going to have Actually, theoretically, would still in process, but we may even have a slightly live audience behind some glass where our studios are, so people will be able to watch live. Idea. It's, it is. We've done this 
we've done the awards for several years. This is the first time we've ever done a live stream. So it's going to be new and slightly terrifying. I know. And hopefully a lot of fun. But I'm excited. I have always wanted to see the geese go big. I would love eventually to see it on the stage in front of a live audience, live streamed internationally. I would love to do that. And if you need an MC, I volunteer. So yeah, I think it would be great. I tell you what. We would love to have you. That would be a lot of fun. Just keep me out of it. No one wants to see my face. I'll tell oh, you that come much. on. Come on. <laughs> I love your face, and I love that your face was with us today, Paul. Lots of fun, as always. We don't always get to connect with Plugged In Paul, but when we do, oh, boy, it is memorable. Paul Acey, of course, with Plugged In Reviews. And at Plugged In, you get movies and social media, books, video games, the yep the gamut yeah the gamut. any sort of entertainment that you your kids are into that you're into chances are we have something on it so feel free to stop by and check out some of our reviews and don't forget to check out some of paul's books he can take what's going on in our society today and bring a spiritual message that empowers your kids he has a powerful book on depression that is both funny and insightful for those of you who love somebody who struggles with that issue. It's called Beauty in the Browns. And thank you for bringing beauty to the broadcast today. That could be your next book. <laughs> Stick with I'll work us. Work on it right after. Thanks so much. So delighted to have you with me, Gigi. Thank yeah, you for thanks. making time. Thank you for having me. Gigi, this film, Running the Bases, and then recently people can watch you too in family camp. This is a real fun time for faith-based films because the quality is up, the acting, there's a a lot more to pull from, and even some of the comedic nuances, it's fun. Do you, you feel the same? Oh, it is it is such a joy to be in this industry at this time because the films have such great quality. And it, and you can even feel it on set when oh, everybody yes. on set is the best of the best. It's like that guy is doing an amazing job lighting. That girl did my makeup real good. I feel really great in this wardrobe. It's like everybody is at the top of their game. And it's just so fun to to live in that creative excellence because God is the ultimate creator and he has put that inside of us. So why shouldn't we as believers oh, and uh, the, be another, putting, putting that out? Another exciting thing is Christian films, faith films. They do so well at the box office. They have such a big draw. Rotten Tomatoes for running the bases is 97%. Isn't um, that amazing? It's awesome. And Hollywood is always, what? It wakes them up and they're like, well, <laughs> we want some of this. But then, as I like to say, what happens? They give us rock monsters. So, you know, when rock monsters, you're like, really? Right. <laughs> what are we doing here? I think, yeah, I think believers just, they want to to see goodness on screen and even people who aren't believers it's like they go in sometimes not really knowing what it is and then how can you not leave just feeling uplifted everybody wants to feel have that goodness that truth that beauty spoken into them and it's so fun to see these films that are doing that in different ways sometimes in drama making you cry and sometimes in comedy making you laugh 
but actually making you laugh, yes, which is yes. it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the other power is that's what we're all really craving that relationship with Christ yeah and we those of us who have it we know the struggle the film running the bases as we had been talking about kind of mirrors a guy who is in my neck of the woods and we've talked many times and that's coach Joe from Bremerton High School who Mm -hmm. just did his little thing after the game just kneeling in the middle of, of the football field if you made running the bases 10 years ago people would roll their eyes and go right as if and now it's and isn't it crazy that they wrote this movie almost that long they started with the vision of this movie that long ago and there were roadblocks and getting it made and then god just had it for this time and that happened to be in the news and people are going oh they must have written it based on that and they're going nope but yeah. God knew. Yeah. yeah. It's so really cool. It led an air of reality to it. Uh, Gigi, I wanted to know uh, my favorite question to ask folks on a faith film is that when you're doing something for God, inevitably, every interview, it's crazy. They say you would not believe the miraculous things that are beyond production, are beyond talent, are beyond planning. What is that one story that you tell your family and friends when they say, how was this movie? That totally happened for us because we were outside for so much of this film because of all of the all scenes. And one, one day it was like, it was starting to rain. The clouds were coming and they're going, we can't lose this night. And people started praying and the clouds are just like, we're like, and everybody was just like, wow. And even the unbeliever, some of the unbelievers on set were like, that was weird. So it, it's fun to see the power of God happen in such tangible ways like that on set. And I don't think that people who watch faith films always understand what goes on in in the background but you mentioned that there are people who are unbelievers and think because Hollywood comes down hard at times for people who are outside of a box in their belief system whatever that may be but that doesn't seem to happen on faith films what is that feeling there and how do you deal with that kind of diversity for me I think every day how can I love these people because if I can love them well, where they're at, whatever their struggle is, whatever their lifestyle is, and they can see somebody who says, I don't judge you, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to try and serve you, and I'm going to try to be goodness, God's goodness to you on set, then it slowly wins them over. You're there for a month. And if you can do that every day for people on set, it makes an impact. Wow, that sounds like life right there. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's little things like bringing somebody a smoothie in the morning because you know that they had a late night or staying late to help somebody do something that isn't your job, but you're going to do anyways. Okay, tough question. But on a faith film, do you think people who aren't into that Jesus thing feel like... I would say, I'm sure some of them probably do because I think sometimes the Holy Spirit grieves grieves you when you don't or it convicts you right power of the holy spirit is strong to convict and so sometimes they maybe are uncomfortable and i think but i think that they usually go away saying these this is goodness i would say it's probably both i think some people are uncomfortable especially those first few days and then they ease into oh it's okay if they're gonna if they're gonna pray before before we shoot. It's okay if 
they start to be a little bit more uncomfortable. Again, that's life. Just like we do our sports show, and I always say that sports is an analogy for life, and you can see that faith struggle. You can also see it on your set, and that's how it is in life. Sometimes we crazy weirdo Christian people, we like to pray (laughs) before stuff, but we'll love you through it anyway. It's okay. Can't we all just get along? GG. Thank you so much for joining us. Please go see the film. You can rent it on Prime and Apple, but you can go to Pure Flix. Just go to Pure Flix. Do it that way because you'll get a lot more good stuff there (laughs) that you can watch. So running the bases. I really enjoyed the film and I really enjoyed meeting you, Gigi. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Go (laughs) pre-order. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com.